0: Hi, it's Wes Johnson And John St. John And we're here for GGR Pirate Radio Yeah, because they've got balls of steel Yes, and we may take those from you when we're done
1: All right, so Steve, you're not watching any of this crisis stuff right you're not watching arrow you're not watching flash nothing.
0: No nah, I haven't watched it in a while.
1: okay, but I mean you'll be able to tip in you understand the basic concepts of crisis and stuff right like
0: I, I've been known to read a comic book or two in my day yes <laughs> I've, I''ve I've dabbled as
1: you like brush your fingertips across your shirt like I've dabbled in it yes Yes.
0: <laughs> smearing Cheeto dust everywhere. yes, I get it.
1: <laughs> we'll talk about crisis. we'll talk about Mandalorian. <laughs> Mike, did Um, you
2: see the extended trailer that dropped earlier?
1: Yes, I did. It looks so goddamn good. Like, I I cannot wait for this. And, like, the only thing is is I don't have live TV anymore, so I don't even know how I'm going to watch it on Sunday. Like, I have the CW app on my phone, and I can watch it, like, I think Monday. So I'll be, like, a day behind on all the episodes.
2: Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to see because I feel like there is a way to watch live. I just don't really know. Um, I because I have a I have a friend who wants to do it too because I'm trying to see if I can find a way. I mean, if I can if I can find a way to stream it, I absolutely would. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, don't really know how. Just just let me know. I'll, I'll <laughs> just I'll, Facetime uh, I, and I, hold your phone up to the screen the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I could. Yeah, I mean, I could. I could. I literally could just Facebook Live.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would get shut down real fucking quick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like I have links to pretty much any sport at any time. Yeah, you know? same same yeah. with me. There's gotta yeah, there's got to be something for for like stations. Yeah, yeah,
1: I watched I watched the whole World Series. I watched the whole Stanley Cup Finals in 2018, like without paying for cable. So like, there's got to be a way to watch Crisis as it's happening. I would think. Yeah,
2: it's just a matter. Of, yeah, it's just a matter of finding. I mean, I'm sure one. I'm sure one exists. I mean, I find I've found like MSNBC and Fox and other other stuff um like live streaming i'm sure there's one for the cw it's probably just a matter of uh finding the right the right page on reddit or
1: yeah somewhere. this is this is true so uh here you go ladies and gentlemen as you listen to us uh chat before we start episode 2 uh we oh, call this keeping Oh yeah we're going to keep it yeah cuz we call we call this uh we call this cold open uh piracy is what we call it uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's one of those things too look i don't think anybody's going to shut us down or get mad at us for this because all we're doing literally is saying that there are ways to do it and yeah. it's on the internet that's what the internet does and ultimately we're not, like
2: we're not yeah. telling you to go pirate it you know no. yeah,
1: we're you not are, saying
2: hey go go here do this. it's just yeah
1: exactly it's happening it, it, it's it's a thing. Yeah, it, it is a thing it is a thing that we are discussing so let's jump right in episode two starts right now Security clearance level 3 or above
0: is required to access files. Command codes verified.
2: Welcome back to
0: GGR Pirate Radio.
1: You heard the lady, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to GGR Pirate Radio. It's another wonderful episode here with myself, Mike Lunsford, uh, your stalwart host. I've also got my other reliable, dependable, awesome, entertaining, all of those um, superlatives. That was the word I was looking for. I was like, what do they call those things in your yearbook? Your senior year? Yeah, superlatives. All of those super laxatives. (laughs) I mean, latives that I've got here. I've got Steve Monick. I've got MC Brooks. We're here for the second episode of GGR Pirate Radio on this wonderful Friday night into December. Things are amping up, guys. It's Things are amping up in two, in two shows that I know Steve is watching one of them. Um, I'm lucky enough to wa- to be watching both. Um, MC's watching the other for sure. Uh, those two shows, one is The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. The other one is all of the stuff going on with the Arrowverse on the CW. So that yeah. would be Arrow, that would be Flash, that would be Legends of Tomorrow, that's Supergirl, uh, that's Black Lightning. All of it. I know the groan um, from yeah. Supergirl. We'll, we'll talk about that. No, no,
2: no, no. You're not even No, no, no. That's not a groan for Supergirl.
0: Oh, it's not? Yeah, okay. It sounded like no. Legends of
2: Tomorrow is what I... Yeah, what I yeah, that's that's the super laxative right there.
0: Super? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, now we have a now we have a title for this episode. Episode two is super laxative. <laughs> so let's let's start with let's start with crisis because this thing has been building. And if there was one person I know on the internet who is more excited about this, or the most excited, since we're using superlatives tonight, that would be MC Brooks because this dude has been sharing every picture, every trailer, every little tidbit that he possibly can about this, and like. All it's doing is making me more excited about it. So I appreciate you, MC. I appreciate you stoking the fires of excitement for this coming crisis that we're going to see. This this merging of the multiverse, if you will, that is uh, that is coming. But like thus far, you're the only one that's been watching all of the episodes. I have been watching The Flash and that's pretty much it. Arrow, I tried to watch the first few episodes. I just could not get into it. Like Arrow lost me somewhere along the way. Um when they brought in Damien Dark and there was magic, and I was like, that's fine, magic's great, but I just I'm I'm done. I, I can't keep doing this. And for whatever reason, there's something about the flash that keeps me coming back, but Arrow just has not grabbed me. Supergirl just didn't grab me either. Uh, Batwoman, I still have not started. Um black lightning I, I I'm like four or five episodes into the first season. And I'm really enjoying it, so I do need to finish that at some point, but I feel like if I don't watch all of it, it'll be okay if I catch up on crisis. Um, I'll just catch up later, kind of thing
2: yeah well you're you're i mean, you watch one of the two shows that you need to watch because uh, none of the others really deal with it in any kind of depth okay. um you're you're behind on arrows, um but I know you don't care about spoilers yeah i so. Spoiler warning for people who are going to be listening. Like if you don't want to know anything about season eight of Arrow or anything leading up to crisis, then probably shouldn't be listening to this anyway. Um, but see, uh, season, but see, uh, really the only two shows that they're dealing with crisis in any way, shape or form is Arrow and flash. Supergirl is kind of doing its own thing. They're not like they're there. They're, they're there's been like kind of a, a loose reference to to uh, what's going on because in the in last week's episode, um, which is the final episode before crisis, um, it was revealed that Martian Manhunter's brother, who's been kind of terrorizing and doing stuff all throughout, was actually sent there by the Monitor to to um, to uh, to kind of get John Jones over the last little hurdle that he had emotionally. So that he could be ready for the crisis, so that, and so that's kind of like been the only like real crisis tie-in that there that's been there. Oh wait, I'm sorry. And uh, spoiler again, uh, Lex Luthor was you know he died at the end of last season of Supergirl, but he was brought back to life by the Monitor, and he's also going to play some role in the upcoming crisis. But that's really the only tie-in. Uh, Black Lightning and Bad Woman, there's been nothing. Now I will say uh, the episode of Black Lightning that comes on this Monday is a Crisis tie-in episode, and it's gonna okay. is actually going to explain how he ends up on the Flash where he makes his Crisis debut uh, next week. Well, that's so,
1: pretty damn exciting.
2: Yeah, so it'd be, and I, it's interesting because I, I wasn't sure if they were going to do anything or if it was, <clears throat> excuse me, if they were if the Flash episode was just going to kind of explain. You know how Jefferson, like how he just gets there, but um, you know after episodes one and two of Crisis, so after the Bad Woman episode of Crisis, which is going to be epic from all the stuff I know, because that's that's where we're going to see Kevin Conroy.
1: Oh yeah, yeah,
2: we're going to see Kevin. That's where Kevin Conroy is going to be making his like um live action Kevin Conroy is li- live Batman. action like, debut. How, how fucking cool is that? Right, and he's playing Kingdom Come, Bruce as well. That's that that that's awesome, dude. Um, but yeah, dude. so right, so after that, the, the Black Lightning is doing their uh, they're doing an episode where there's a a crisis tie-in, and you get the same red skies that you that you that you're getting on all the shows about you know with the antimatter uh, uh wave sh- uh, showing up, and it, it, like it, it appears that they're dealing with. Uh, Versions of them, like versions of characters on Black Lightning from other where from elsewhere in the multiverse. So it's, 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 there's a they're tying it in, and I'm excited because Black Lightning is finally going to be Arrowverse canon. I don't know if they're going to keep doing it going forward, but we could, like, we can at least say officially Black Lightning is now canon to the Arrowverse. So, I mean, there, there's just, there's. There's just so much to look forward to with, with this with this event coming up in the next couple of days. Um, I do hope you go back and watch Arrow because seasons five and six are good. Like, okay. they they're like I I get it. I I just did a rewatch with a friend of mine uh, who was watching for the first time, and I kind of had to talk her through uh, see the Damien Dark season because she was kind of like, yeah, I don't really care about this. Two. But thankfully, got through it and then got to season five, which is my personal favorite, Um, because I think it's actually I think it's as good or even better than the Deathstroke season. And, yeah, it's it's absolutely worth it. Okay, I mean, I'll go back. I was watching the I got to the point where
1: Oliver. In, in this season, uh, Oliver goes to Earth Two, I believe, and basically is like reliving his past, like which yeah. is weird. Like he like so, on the island instead of like Deathstroke's mask, it's Batman's mask, which was yeah. fucking dope. I was like,
2: oh, I need more backstory on that, but then it doesn't matter because that world gets well, obliterated. Well, if you if you remember last year's crossover, that's that's I mean that's basically what it is. You remember he he at the in the 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 finale of of Elseworlds. He goes up to the monitor and is like, you know, what can I do to, to save Barry and Kara so they don't, you know, burn up when they're yeah. both uh, racing around Earth, and you don't, re- they don't say anything about what the deal is, but it gets revealed in the se- in the finale for season seven um, when, um, at, at the at the end of the, at the end at the end of it, um, uh, Felicity, okay, they have a they have a daughter. I'm spoiling a lot. Yeah. Have, it's, it's so, fine, dude. okay. Yeah. So uh, in the future, because uh, in season seven and in season eight they do these these flash forwards to Star City in 2040, and you you meet adult William, um, you meet this uh, this other mystery girl, and, and you meet several of the other a few of the a few of the heroes we know like Dinah. You'll meet Dinah in season five, Mike. Um, okay. Uh, she she who becomes the I've, obviously the next black canary um you and you meet diggle's uh son and so on and so forth um but you meet these uh, you meet these uh these other characters and I, I don't remember in season seven felicity like creates this art this program this like program that is like it's like high it's like super high tech it's like the kind of shit to see I, like the, the CIA or FBI would have if they, you know, what they think what people think that they have that they're spying on everyone with like she creates a program like that and some stuff happens. And so she ends up like going off the grid because she's basically a criminal. Huh, and so, wow. yeah, it's 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 uh, it, it's why you need to watch <laughs> seasons five and six so you can see. Um, but basically the monitor shows up and is like, you know, it's time. You know, Felicity just had this child. A monitor's like, it's time. And basically you see that the agreement that Oliver's that Oliver's going to sacrifice himself. He, to basically make sure that Kara and Barry don't die. Like that's basically with the agreement he had with the monitor. So I had to preface all of that. So when you get to season eight, which is where we are now, um it's actually kind of a perfect storm because it is the last season. And so there's a lot of stuff being done. That's just like fan service and kind of like a, a love letter and send off to the fans. So every episode, Oliver is doing something for the monitor or is doing something because of the monitor, but it also ties in with, with something that'll bring back characters from the past. So uh, what you mentioned was episode one, where you know Malcolm Merlin is back, and you get to see Tommy Merlin and Tommy Merlin. You know they fulfill the thing of having Tommy Merlin actually be the Dark Archer, and you get to see him and Oliver face off, which is something people had been wanting since season one. And yeah. so you get little moments like that where every episode they there's something that that goes back and ties into something from before. So like uh, episode two, he goes to. Uh, uh where uh where is he tokyo i think where where he was kong. when he was with uh, yeah, hong kong yeah so he um he goes he he's in uh he's in hong kong for the majority of of that episode uh season 3 uh you know he is uh with thea and thea is like um in charge of this uh this uh group that is basically going up against the uh, the remainder of the the uh, League of uh... Assassins. V- assassins, yeah. Thank you. I'm blanking for some reason. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, so We're there's all, stuff like that. Shadow, all could have been Could have been a League of the Shadows. League of <laughs> I assassins, was going to say
1: shadows. League of Extraordinary <laughs> Gentlemen. Yeah, I mean,
2: that'd be something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's it, it's it's so I'm because. After crisis, I'm going to be doing like review. I'm going to be doing episodes of the Overflow that are going to be reviewing kind of the shows up to this point. Nice, so I'm dude. gonna I'm gonna keep my all of my feelings about the season of Arrow uh, for that. But I do have like I, I've enjoyed it for the most part. But I like I have I have issues with several with several things. But but I'm dealing with it because it's ultimately leading us towards this major crossover, which, you know, is arguably, I would say, the most, it'll probably be the biggest crossover event like we've actually seen because it's tying together 50 years of unrelated DC media and, and making it canon to each other. Yeah. I just,
1: I, what I'm excited for is, one, I want to see how this all plays out. Two, my biggest frustration right now with The Flash is this whole season Barry has known about crisis since season one when he found out about that secret room that Dr. Wells had Dr. Wells slash you know the the reverse flash you know giant spoiler if you've never watched that damn show um but like oh no yeah but again like we don't give a fuck about spoilers we never have um it's weird because the whole season has been Barry, like just accepting that he's toast and like, it's, it's very odd and like, it's, it's fine because it's like somebody it's, it's, it's gotta be cathartic for the writers. Cause I'm sure that the, whoever wrote this probably dealt with somebody in their that was close to them that was dying because that's the vibe it has. It's like somebody who has cancer that knows there ain't nothing I can do about this. And eventually my time is going to be up, but like, it's, it just seems very anti, what Barry is like, cause the, the flash is a symbol of hope. And it's, it's again, like something I got a feeling that it's it's not going to matter. Cause he's not going to die because it's going to end up being Oliver, that sacrifices himself in some way, shape or form that saves both Barry and Kara. But I just, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of Barry moping around and being like, I'm going to die. You guys are going to have to go on without me. It's like, fuck dude, come on. Like it's, like you of all people should know that like w- what does he say in the beginning of season 1 he's like you have to believe the the impossible or like something to that effect right like him he of all people should understand that like even the slimmest margin of possibility means that you could possibly be back a- or you could possibly survive and it's it's kind of weird well, but like it's 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 fine cuz ultimately like if this all works out the way i'm expecting it to i, I hope that like that means that he has a different perspective on things, but yeah.
2: I mean, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree, but I, I think for, I mean, one, you you actually hit the nail on the head with uh, about the writers because they have a new showrunner this season, Eric, uh, Eric Wallace, who's, who's been uh, part of the, he's been a part of the show for a while. And I believe he actually mentions uh, having dealt with like uh, death of a family member in one of the interviews um, at San Diego Comic Con earlier this year. So, I nail on the head with with that because he his fingerprints are all over um, what they're what they're doing this season. Um, I I think I mean I think what it is for Barry too. Like like I said I don't I don't disagree, but I think I I I think for him is probably the a, a thing of feeling like they, like he had more time. Yeah. And, and literally, you know, you, you sitting there thinking, you know, you know that this thing is happening, but you're able to really focus on now. Cause you know, you know, for a fact, it's not happening for five more years and then, Oh, Hey, it's, you're a couple months, you're a couple months away. And then, you know, ultimately also finding out that and, and finding out that, you know, the monitor says, Flash must die. Which, to slightly go on the tangent a little bit, um, I pointed this out to um, another friend of mine earlier. That the the language, like the language in how the monitor has spoken to both Oliver and and Barry, has been different. And it, it's it's he uses very specific language because the end of season seven, when he talks to Oliver, basically says you know i've seen your future i've watched you die oliver whereas in episode whatever episode he showed up on flash it was in order to in order for you know to in order for you know the world's to be saved flash must die which doesn't specify which flash it's, that's my yeah. That's my tinfoil hat moment for oh. crossover. Or
0: that he has to stay dead, right? He never yeah. said that he.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah. Alex, there's, there's no mention. It just says flash. He just says flash must die. Um, but going back, uh, going back to what you said, um, like I, I, I get it. You know, like I, cause I, I, I think I. It's one of those things where I feel like it's because it's a CW show. Like that's kind of also like how they're going to try to go about. Dealing with the impending crisis. Yeah. Because because I do think... I mean... it It's... You know... Flash is one of those shows that it has action... But it's also very... Uh, talk heavy in a lot of episodes.
1: It is, yeah. And,
2: and so... I think that... They're focusing on that to try to set up... What's going to happen in this crossover. You know what I'm saying? Because I think for the writers, you want to build up the drama. Like you don't, you don't want Barry going in, you know, just feeling like Uber super, you know, confident about like, Oh yeah, I'm going to die. And it's whatever, you know, like it's, it's very real, you know, like the, the deal, I actually having to deal with the your own kind of mortality. And like that's why I really enjoyed the last temptation part one and I thought that that was some of Grant Gustin's like best acting that he's done in oh, years. Oh yeah, dude, it was
1: great. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like that's some of the best acting he's done in years on 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 that show, because it it was it it was very believable. And and I think that it 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 was it it, it was it was for me it was it was really cool to see that you know even even the greatest heroes still have that doubt or still have like that Those moments of doubt. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so I didn't, I, I don't really have an issue with like what, what they've, what they've been doing with it so far, because I mean, I'm one, I'm just, I'm curious what's going to happen. Yeah. um, You know, in these, these, you know, on, on um, Sunday going forward, these, on these, these episodes, but also knowing that what happens in these episodes is going to tie in the back half. Like this isn't going to be like previous years where the crossover is just kind of like its own thing. And then, you know, afterwards you're, you're going back to just whatever the, you know, big story was, you know, for the season. It's like, no, the, the, the results of what happened in crisis are very real. And there is directly going to affect what happens in the back half um, the back half of the of the of the season, it's also part of the reason why like, I'm not even upset at kind of what happened at the end of um, part two of The Last Temptation, just because I, I know that, you know, like whatever, with, whatever, you know, whatever happened to with blood work and like the what they did, like all of that's going to tie into what happens in the back half of the, the back half of the season. You know, this isn't, you know, not, it's not going to be its own thing where it's like, well, that's just done. They won't they won't mention it ever again. There will be no there will be no casualties or no uh, consequences of setting off that particle accelerator with Allegra's uh, powers or anything like No, the showrunner says like, no, this is all of it ties together and all of it is going to affect what happens in the, in, uh, the second half.
1: Yeah. And like it's. I'm just I'm, I'm I'm excited. It's I can't wait. Like it's it's and, it's going to be really cool because this is this is a huge event. Like this is this is in comics like this was the big event that changed everything.
2: Absolutely. And and like I said, I just why this is, why I, this is it's, it's arguably the biggest it's it's the biggest crossover, it's the biggest crossover event we got. I mean, yeah. I mean, Endgame was all characters who already existed within within the same universe. I mean, it was still it's really cool to see, but you you got to you, you already had experiences with seeing a lot of those characters on screen together as is like this is Kevin Conroy actually getting to, you know, in real life, play Bruce Wayne, Batman. They're this giving, is they're giving Brandon Ralph another chance to be Superman. Yes, Uh, dude, did you, did you see the, uh, the article with, uh, the actors talking about what it was like, uh, when he came out in his suit for them to film and just how like breathtaking it was and just kind of how surreal it was to, to just see him in the suit again and, and, and then him going through all of his scenes and everything like it's, it's really cool. You know, like we're we're getting Burt Ward who's, who's showing up, um, um, uh, uh, Tom Welling is, 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 is coming back, yeah. uh, t- you know, to showcase. I mean, there's, there's a ton of other people who are, who are, are showing up. I won't spoil it. I won't say, I don't want to say anything here for people yeah. who may be interested, but I'll, I'll tell you after if you, if you want to know, cause okay. there's one, <laughs> I think that you're really gonna, you're really going to be, uh, uh, excited about, uh, yeah. and because, uh, it, it kind of got revealed in the, uh, the, the extended trailer. Um, But I mean, it's just it's, just, it's really cool because because I do think that they're going to use this as a way to kind of soft reboot some of the, some of the shows and kind of, you know, correct stuff that they maybe didn't really know how they were going to do before. So I wouldn't be surprised if like. Not flash, per se, because I, I don't I, I don't I don't know if there's going to be a lot of cleanup with the flash as far as what they're going to do, but I, I would expect something like Supergirl. To to maybe be a dip, a bit different. And and I think we I think we already know it's going to be a bit different because of what I had spoiled for you the other day. Yeah. Well, Steve, let me ask you, man.
1: Like, how difficult yeah, I have is this?
0: Questions as well. how, diffi- <laughs>
1: how difficult is it going to be for us to give you an assignment of you have to watch this. Because, like, I feel like this is something that we all need to watch because we need to discuss this in depth as soon as this is done. Yeah.
0: The biggest problem you'll have is that I'm a completionist. So if you're like, dude, you need to watch this. I'm like, "Okay, so I should start with Arrow season one. Episode one is what you're saying. Like, and I will try and watch everything that's my that's my hardest part i know (laughs) and it's just like i've always been that way you know i can't help it you're yeah jumping in the middle of stuff is i've never been able to do that
2: and like being honest i mean i'm kind of the same way and like i've had people i've actually had people ask me like hey so what do i need to watch in order to watch this crossover and i i was like you kind of have to treat this like end game where it's not something you can just kind of watch a movie or two before, and then be able to actually really appreciate all that happened in Endgame. Because, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So like with 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 Crisis, I mean with with Crisis, like, I mean, it, you you probably still can watch it and kind of figure figure it figure out what's going on. Yeah, I think a lot of people will will be able to because they want people to watch this regardless. Yeah. But hey. like I, you'll be able to definitely appreciate it a bit more, like if you, you know, if you've seen other stuff, because one of the other things I didn't mention before is, you know, Lila, they, like she is, they've made her into Harbinger. Like that was one of the things that happened in last week's episode of Arrow. Like she has powers. Oh shit! Yeah, like they they they, they gave her like she is Harbinger now.
1: Um. I'm probably going to delete this from the podcast, but I just watched the extended trailer again. Is that fucking Will Wheaton holding that sign? I don't know. There's a okay. There's a part in this trailer, Steve, where there's a guy like he's holding a sign that says "Prepare to meet thy doom. The end of the world is nigh." And I swear to God, that's Will Wheaton.
2: Maybe it is. Maybe maybe I'm I'm gonna I'm I gonna, go know, I I like, gonna. I don't know spo- if you. I thought that was going to be This, but
0: Will Wheaton, None. he's part of the kind of geeky community. I don't know if you knew that. He is?
1: <laughs> he didn't mention yeah. that at all when I met him at Disney. No, I'm just kidding. Um like Well the thing well, oh go ahead. I didn't know if that was gonna be the spoiler that you were talking about. Like I thought you were gonna no, be like no. Will Wheaton's gonna be in it. I'm like, no shit.
2: No, uh so uh basically what it what it's gonna be is uh you know the scene where you see the the dead Superman? Yeah. That's uh that's actually supposed to be uh the Superboy from the nineteen eighty nine Superboy show that's who that is no shit are you serious yeah they got was one of the because there were two different actors who who play who played him from that show and yeah. they get they basically got one of them to come back so that's who that superman Superboy, Superperson person is <laughs> you're there, able to talk, talk one of them in like just like we just need one of you assholes <laughs> just somebody come back like
1: <laughs> yeah oh, man this is gonna be dope though um let's let's kind of pivot here and talk about um about the mandalorian now
2: yeah. i steve. have a question
1: for you guys too oh yeah. yeah well steve you had a question about about the crisis stuff right
0: oh um, uh, i mean just generally i was because you guys were talking a whole lot about barry allen dying which obviously happens in what issue eight of crisis yeah but the episode the episode the issue before that supergirl dies have they been indicating in any way that supergirl is at jeopardy in crisis much like the comics
2: well um it it would have been last year because that was that was that was the thing last year is flash and supergirl were like they were going to they were going yeah. to die they were and doing so, that
1: like fly around the earth sort of thing yeah and they were both like disintegrating basically and yeah then, like yeah
2: yeah, so and yeah, and so Oliver basically he makes a deal with the monitor to do something, you know, to keep the balance as the monitor says, um to to prevent Barry and Kara from from dying um when that happens or or in crisis. So but I, I think the other thing that we know is going to happen is one of the super men is going to die because they've they've hinted at that. We um, I mean we we already saw the, the death of Superman uh Cape and I just told you who that who that was. Yeah. But presumably, I mean there's another scene in the trailer where you see like bloody Clark Kent glasses and Supergirl kind of staring at them getting emotional. So that kind of suggests to me that one of the other Supermen is going to die. Now, whether that's Tom Welling or whether that's Brandon Ralph's Kingdom Come Superman, because we know Tyler Hecklin is they're doing the um the Superman and Lois show for CW for next year. So it wouldn't make sense for him to die. Um, my but guess we know, it be,
1: it's probably Routh would be my guess, but just because like, there's no really, I mean, I'm not going to say no point for him to survive,
2: but like, but we know he's leaving yeah. the CW because he's also yeah. leaving legends. Bless his heart for that. Um, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's also, he's, <laughs> he's also leaving, he's also leaving legends and his wife is also leaving legends also. So, it, like, if I had to put my money, I would probably say Brandon Routh because it would it would make sense. Yeah. But there's also a uh, there's also a rumor of uh, having that pos Dean Cain making an appearance. Fuck! If he as, shows up, I'm gonna be so mad. Like, God, he does not. I it's, mean, I... it's just a rumor. I don't know yeah. how true true it is because he, he he was on Supergirl for in a couple of the earlier seasons. He hasn't been around recently, so I wouldn't because he hasn't. I don't really know if. What did if he show he up on Supergirl as? He was her uh, her father, like the the father of the family that adopted her. Oh, the, well, so uh, the, he wasn't the, Superman. Danvers, okay. Yeah, yeah, the Danvers. Uh, yeah. Well, honestly, um, if
1: like he shows up, as long as he's not Superman, because I don't feel like he deserves to wear that that uniform anymore after all the all the things that he's done and said.
2: Yeah, no I I agree, but is it is it a rumor cuz I mean we we kind of don't really know cuz you know there's a, I there's a lot of stuff that they've done uh indoors. Like the only crisis shots that we know is from the stuff that they filmed outside cuz they they had to. <laughs> but I mean there's yeah. um Mark Guggenheim, you know, who's the executive producer for for all of these has uh, basically said like there's you know there's a lot there's a lot of stuff that hasn't been revealed and like even to this point there's still stuff that they're shooting not for these first three episodes but there's stuff that they're shooting that may show up in uh, the uh, the last two episodes that come out in January so yeah it's we don't really know you know until we see it on screen like we we don't really know
1: yeah true
2: hmm. yeah I mean I'm I'm
1: I'm looking forward to this. I haven't looking, looked forward to a TV show this much since the Mandalorian. Hmm. Look at that. <laughs> nice. Look at that segue. Steve, are you all caught up? Did you watch episode five already?
0: Uh, I've not watched. That. I'm all caught up other than that, but okay. no, I work cook dinner podcast. That's, that's Steve, my life.
1: I, I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, you know what we'll do is we'll, we'll save the Mandalorian for another episode. Uh, because we do have Mr. James Rambo who will be joining us uh, next week, and he is has been watching. So, like, we'll the three of, well, the four of us will collaborate and we'll all talk about that. But, like, MC, well, you said you had a question about the Mandalorian, bud.
2: Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, actually, two. Uh, two, I guess. One would be now. You guys know that I'm new to the Star Wars fandom, uh-huh. um, and so my question is how much how much like do i need to be fully caught up to to watch the mandalorian or like kind of if i if i'm not completely caught up about what do what i need to see in order to be able to watch it cuz it it looks interesting everything i've seen from it and everything i've heard about the mandalorian seems really interesting and really cool And so like i really do want to watch it but i also yeah. don't want i don't want to just dive in you know having not still not seen like a good portion of the movies. Let, let me state do you, this. Do you know
0: what a Yoda is? Yes.
2: <laughs> You're good.
0: I think, you, I think you know everything you need to know.
1: On, honestly, man, I'm with Steve on this one. Like, you could... I, I would... My, my dad has seen almost all the Star Wars movies, but not all of them. Like, I think he's probably missed most of the newer ones. And he hasn't watched any of the animated series. I know that for a fact. But I guarantee you he would be able to watch The Mandalorian, appreciate it, and enjoy it you don't have to have watched all of it because it's, it's a good enough series and it explains enough. It's that's the thing that is really irking me right now about the fandom is there's people who were losing their shit over um, what Marvel has said that they're going to do with the Disney plus stuff that they're doing where it's like, Oh, well there's going to be plot points and story pieces that, that tie in from the TV shows to the movie. Like what people are and, and people are getting mad, like genuinely upset And what frustrates me about this is, is they've done this before. They literally have done this before where there's like little bits and pieces that you can watch from TV shows or from comic books. And ultimately you can still watch the movie and you can still appreciate it. It's not like you're lost. Like it's just, it's like, it's so frustratingly selfish that people are getting this mad about something like that. When you know for a fact that you can't do a movie that is going to be reliant on other media completely like you can watch all of them and still understand what's going on it's not going to be like well fuck now i don't know anything that's going on (laughs) like why is this guy flying around why does he have lasers shooting out of his hands why does this guy have a hammer hell now now he's fat i don't understand why he's fat like just fucking watch the movie you'll figure it out like it, it it it'll be fine it's the same thing with star wars man you literally could watch Mandalorian from the first episode all the way through the only thing you're not going to get is in jokes there's little like things that they point out and like little Easter egg hunt things that like I'm sure Steve is doing just like I am where you're just like oh shit that's that thing from this thing
0: like yeah, that's a loaf cat from rebels like I totally did that in no way no way impacts your viewing experience whether or not you know that because he's literally like walking down the road and this thing goes like Adam And that's it. So from like a plot, enjoyment content has no bearing whatsoever on the story. But for super geeks like me and Mike, then it's like, yeah, yeah, I know where that's. I I know what you're doing there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like,
0: I I think you mentioned with Endgame. like the more you know about, and and probably a lot for crisis too. Like if you've watched every millisecond of the thing, then you're going to get every reference, every little bit of it. Oh yeah, for sure. The difference for this one is, Endgame and Crisis were the culmination really of the world building. Mandalorian is doing its own world building right now. It's it's yeah. adding lore. It's adding to the mythos. It's not a, a summation and culmination of it. So there's little nods and stuff like Mike said, but like you're not um, you're not, there's no required reading for this one. Like I said, it, basically if you know what a Yoda is and you know what a Boba Fett is, you should be fine.
1: Or like Honestly, I think that you could be completely devoid of any Star Wars knowledge and watch this series and still enjoy it because it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't, you're not relying on other information for you to appreciate what's happening. The only thing that it really does is it helps you formulate what could potentially happen and why, and like the motivations behind stuff, but the motivations for the characters are clear enough that you don't need to know that if that makes sense. Well, like, it, yeah,
0: I mean, if, if you it's never not heard like Star Wars- they just do things, yeah. You, like, you'd have to understand, like, okay, so this little green thing can do some kind of magic then. But, like, if you know Star Wars, you're like, oh, he, he's using the Force. I get it. Like, there's little bits of stuff where there's assumed context. Like, it's understood that, like, at the very end of episode one, like, MC, I'm not spoiling anything. Obviously, I'm sure you, since yeah. you've been on the Internet before you've seen Baby Yoda at this point. Yeah, um, of course. Like, point. Like there's a little context of knowing like when you see that, if you know anything about Star Wars, like and really, I mean, if you've been in a grocery rally pricing like a cereal box with freaking Yoda on it, like everyone knows what Yoda is. But, you know, there is a little bit of context where you're, there's some weight and significance when he sees a baby Yoda at the end because no one had any idea what the thing was. And then, you know, it being able to use the force later on uh, for that one second Those things you do need a touch of context for. But I agree with you, Mike. Like, 99% of this you can enjoy never having even heard of Star Wars before.
1: Yeah. And what would be cool, and this is just my perspective on this because I'm such a Star Wars fan. MC, you literally could watch this. if, like finish all of The Mandalorian once it's done. Go back and watch... Um, the prequels and go and watch the newer movies and watch the TV series. And none of them are reliant on each other, but all it's going to do is like, you'll get little things. You'll be like, Oh shit. Okay. So this makes sense now because this guy's this, and this is this. And like, it's all it does is just adds a little bit of appreciation to it. it. It's, it's nothing. Yeah. It's like, okay. It's like pizza, pizza by itself. Right. Just like the, the crust, the sauce, the cheese delicious. Right. But like, it's a little bit better if you have some pineapple on it. Well, not for you MC, but like, it's a little bit better if you have like mushrooms or onions or like for guys who, you know, like for those of us who, who eat meat, like, you know, having some sausage or pepperoni, like all it does is just add flavor, add depth. That's all it does. It's the same thing. Pizza is still fucking good when it's just cheese pizza. That's, that's the Mandalorian when you haven't seen any other star Wars.
2: Okay,
0: cool. That's (laughs) the nice thing about the Mandalorian is that the chefs that are making these pizzas um, know what they're doing, <laughs> like these exactly. directors and, yeah. and the creative staff. Um, these are like you know Michelin star level chefs who are making these pizzas that Mike so eloquently analogized it to.
1: There you go. Hey, if there's one thing that I do well,
2: it's making it's food analogies. I got that down, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I I really that literally my entire timeline has been just geeking over the Mandalorian for weeks. Yeah, and I'm I'm just like. I want to watch, but I don't know if I, if I should just yet. And like, I just spent the last week binging Watchmen and oh, that's yeah. fucking phenomenal. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I got, I, I went into it kind of not really knowing what to expect. Cause I didn't watch the, uh, I didn't have the, I, I didn't watch the, um, the movie, the, the Snyder film. Yeah.
1: But, um, it might have actually been better for you though. Honestly.
2: To, oh, watch What's funny is I've actually owned the DVD for ten years, but I still have yet to, to watch <laughs> it. <laughs> it's it's been it's been on my shelf. I've I've yet to actually yet to actually watch it. Haven't even but,
1: unwrapped it. Yet. Still still sealed.
2: Actually, actually haven't. It's still in the packaging. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've been I spent the last week binging that because you know kind of yep. the Mandalorian and Watchmen were were all over my timeline. I was like, well, I can at least watch Watchmen. Like I can yeah. at least do that.
0: So how, how is Watchmen? You says it's pretty good.
2: It is fantastic. It is. I
1: mean, that's yeah. That's what everybody's been saying. Yuli, I was on uh fantastic forum last week and that's what Yuli was saying
2: too. It is, it is incredibly well-written. It is like it, it it keeps you really engaged like if you, if you're someone who like I do sometimes like you know you'll be watching something but you'll kind of also be scrolling uh like the internet at the same time or yeah. you know looking like this is not a show you can really you can do that with because from the moment you're watching like you're watching it like you 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 don't want to turn away because you might miss an easter egg for Uh, Dr. Manhattan or for some other character and just like the cinematography is wonderful Uh, Regina King deserves I I don't know what they do for TV awards but she deserves all of yeah she deserves all of them because she has been fantastic
1: that's been the consensus man she's just been she's been killing it is what I've been hearing
2: especially uh, there's one episode I won't spoil it uh, for you guys uh, in case you guys watch it it's episode it's episode six Um, and and episode six is just uh, like, she, she, it's like, she hits every part of the, the, the spectrum as far as acting is concerned, because she just, she, she hits so many different roles in that episode. And it's just, it's, it's, it's incredible. I, I'm, I haven't, I haven't felt this geeked about something I'm watching for (laughs) the first time since like daredevil. Like it's, it's like that level type. Good. Wow. That's like, I'm like, wow. Like, i like, (laughs) Like I've had, I've gone back and rewatched episodes and, and even then just like felt like I was watching it for the first time because it's like, it's it's just so good.
1: I, damn. I didn't realize it was Daredevil good.
2: Okay. It is. That's, yeah.
1: That's awesome.
0: So, that's, so you, you have not seen the film, but have you read the original, like the Watchmen comic?
2: Nope. Or are you going uh, I, in
0: completely fresh?
2: I went in completely blind. I did go on, um, YouTube and watch a video that kind of talked about stuff from the from the original comic, and uh, some of the differences that they that are that exist between the the comic and the the show. But from what my understanding, the show what the show is is it's not a sequel. It's kind of like a modern remix of the original of the of the original comic Taking, and like the movie,
0: themes and images of it, and just kind of yeah, pulling those kind- out and.
2: And yeah, and kind of modern, and yeah. kind of mo- yeah, reworking and modernizing them, and and making like it's still Watchmen, a hey, modern um, retelling, if you will. Yeah, yeah, and in, in a, yeah, in a sense. But there's also references and stuff because um, I know Steve, you watch Emergency, awesome. Um, there, there are lots of references to like stuff in the comics and the, from the movie also. So there's there's stuff to enjoy if you are someone who read the the comic or you watch the film also.
0: Like you said, like oh, there's a reference to dr Manhattan or whatever, so it's not just a okay, and it's fifty years later, or you know it, it's just something it's its own creation,
2: yeah, like you know that there's there's kind of been a, a time yeah because they do go back and reference uh stuff like the like the the o g heroes like um one of the ep- there's an episode that kind of uh, focuses heavily on like hooded justice um and and all of that, and, and, and that had that that episode is actually that's I mean that that's probably my favorite episode, the one that they that they uh, they do on Hooded Justice because it's it's uh, it's really cool. But they they do uh, they, like I said, there's stuff that references like the Minutemen, um, and stuff that hmm. references like the, the 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 comic and the movie, but it's also like a modern thing. And so like what they're dealing with is just stuff that's like now, huh? Yeah, I
0: have
1: to I'm, check that one out then. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out, too, as much as like after initially... I get through
0: all of the Arrowverse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, I'm in the same boat, though, because we're watching we're watching Lost and like we're into season two. And uh, first off, I forgot how much I fucking hated Michelle Rodriguez on that on that show. Um, but
0: good thing she doesn't get shot. Oops.
1: Whoops. Spoilers. Um, I I really forgot how much I loved that show. And, like, the music is really good, too. And, like, I looked back at it, and it's Michael Giacchino, who did the music for uh, Star Wars Rogue One. He did uh, the Star Trek J.J. Abrams movies. Um, he's done a lot of recent stuff. And, like, just, just really enjoying the hell out of the show. And... I want to get to the point where I stopped watching it, which the last episode I saw was the one with with Charlie, where he's, you know, not Penny's boat, all that nonsense. So, like, I got to catch up after that, but I, I'm watching it with Sandy, and we're both really enjoying it. But she hates Michelle Rodriguez as much as I do. So it's just like, every time she comes on the screen, we're like, we fucking hate you. Why do you suck so bad? Like, it's, and it's not even her as an actress. It's her, it's her character. Her character is the fucking worst. Like, she is so easy to hate in this show
0: yeah she's the one who's like alright everyone we're all trying to work together and then she's like so I started a fire and put a guy in a pit and you're like why would you do this this yeah. is the opposite of helpful like every decision she makes is the opposite of what a logical person would do
1: yeah yeah it's <laughs> it's the it's the fucking worst but on that note um, guys as always thank you for, for doing this this is always a blast as MC mentioned when we were talking about what we were thankful for i'm glad that this is how my friday nights are spent that that we that i get to spend i get to sit around and talk with my friends about nerdy shit and we get to talk about all the things that we love and share them with each other and that's that's dope you you can't get any any better than that i want you guys to check out the website it is greatgeekrefuge.com there is so much content on there we're getting some christmas content too we just had uh, an article by uh, benjamin shapiro about his favorite version of a christmas character which is the 1970s uh, Scrooge starring Albert Finney, uh, also an appearance by Alec Guinness as uh, the ghost of Jacob Marley, which is pretty cool. Um, We've got an article that was done by Chelsea House about the movie Claws, which is on Netflix. Great new kids movie, uh, really just good family movie in general. uh, That's all about Christmas. You guys should check that one out. Um, I'm going to be reposting some of our favorite Christmas movie articles. Uh, We did one back in the day. Like this is first year we were were, uh, in existence. Vic did one for his favorite christmas movies and then the following year i did one for mine uh and maybe i can talk in uh some of these other guys that we have here too to see if we missed any movies and uh, they can mention those as well but yeah there's so much great content just like we did last year though one of the things that i want to share the hashtag is hashtag ggr holiday lights on instagram if you guys see cool christmas lights it, it doesn't have to be geeky related it can be any christmas lights um tag us do it. We're going to be doing it on the Instagram as well. And we're going to be putting up all the cool Christmas lights that we see. Um, quick backstory to that. And I'll share the article. Um, the last thing I got to do with my mom before she passed away was we got to go to Christmastown in Bush Gardens, which they take all of Bush Gardens down in Williamsburg. They decorate it all in Christmas lights. It's just a really, really cool thing. And she was really sick at the time uh, she was uh, in the in the last stages of her battle with cancer. And it was something that she really wanted to do with us. And she she wasn't doing well. She couldn't get around too well. And it was getting late and it hadn't gotten dark yet. But she was like, I really don't feel good. Can we can we please just go back to the hotel? And I was like, Mom, I I know I know you're not feeling well. Is there any way that we can stay till dark? Because once these Christmas lights come on, it's going to be amazing. And she was like, all right, that's fine. Can we just sit down for a little bit? We sat down for a little bit and it got dark and she was like, "Okay, I I think I can walk around a little bit. And I ended up getting her a wheelchair and pushing her around. But once those lights came on and like her face lit up and she was like, this is incredible. This is amazing. Like this is something that I shared with her when I was a kid. Like we used to drive around neighborhoods and check out Christmas lights. And this was the last thing I got to do before she passed away, Um, because after that, I I, I didn't get to see her again before um, before she died. And it's just something that, like, it means a lot to me. It's it's something that I think is cool. I, I've loved Christmas lights since I was a kid. And I just think it's cool. Uh, and I would love to see, like, what other what everybody else is seeing, too, like, across the country, you know, across uh, the various parts that everybody else lives in, just to see what kind of Christmas lights are out there. But also, too, it's kind of cool to, uh, to kind of remember my mom a little bit, too, because uh, I know that she, and regardless of what you believe, maybe she's out there somewhere in some capacity, and she can see these too. And I, and I'm sure that if, if, if ghosts could give likes on Instagram, she would give you a heart for these pictures that you guys are sharing. So, um, that's just my little pet project. And I I think it would be cool, uh, for all of us to kind of share in in something like this. So the hashtag again is hashtag GGR holiday lights. So yeah, anything you guys find any Christmas decorations, any Christmas lights, like share them. Uh, we'll, we'll share, we'll be sharing too. It'll just be a cool thing for all of us to, uh, to have together uh, for this holiday season. But um, before we go, MC, you said that you are going to be doing some more episodes of the overflow. Once crisis is over. I do want to remind everybody that there are a couple of uh, newer episodes of the overflow up. Yes. Uh, give us kind of a, a quick touch on those that you did. Cause you did some awesome stuff, man.
2: Yes. So I got in at the very end of nostalgia November and I did an episode <laughs> on my favorite RPG series, uh, pr- arguably one of my favorite games ever, which is Golden Sun. Nice. Um, very underrated RPG uh, in the Game Boy Advance. So I just spent a couple of minutes just kind of reminiscing about uh, uh, the game itself, you know, the things I enjoyed about it. And also kind of a personal story of kind of how it helped me make some of my first friends in high school. So some sentimental value attached to it there. So that, that was a really fun episode. Then I followed that up with a second episode on. Um, gosh, why am I forgetting? That no, I did a second one. Oh, um, uh, Anime USA. Yes. Oh, yeah. Anime. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, the You're Anime welcome. USA recap, um, which was <laughs> very <laughs> delayed, very delayed, but I managed to get it out uh on time or eventually. Um, and that was a really fun episode. Just kind of reminiscing on kind of AUSA and you know, the time I, the, the, the time I spent there and, um, I, you know, I, I decided I wanted to keep those a bit brief, you know, it's kind of to get straight to the point. I had fun though. They're there. I, I very much recommend going to AUSA if you're kind of on the fence about going, but definitely, uh, check those out. And, uh, there's new episodes coming. Like, uh, I have a Titans recap that's coming. Ooh. So, um, yeah, that's going to be coming. Obviously, like I said, going to be doing some stuff for Crisis and also kind of some of the the mid seasons of of uh, the shows that uh, that are on the uh, the Arrowverse. So yeah, there's there's a lot of content that'll be that'll be coming. I'm going to try to pump episodes out a bit more frequently.
1: Nice, I I'm I'm at a crossroads. I have two choices, and I, and I kind of wanted to do this for a while. I wanted to do a podcast on for Mike on the mic about Hanukkah because I feel like so many people are like, okay, cool. Well, you light some candles and shit, but like, why? Something about like oil and eight nights or something, and like it's actually a really cool story. Um, so I might do that, or um, I've been thinking a lot about what I wanted to do for another episode. Of Stop me if you heard this, and I'm pretty sure that I'm going to do one about Pearl Jam because. The story that I wanted to do about that one was remember back in the day when Pearl Jam went up against Ticketmaster because they were like, Ticketmaster is a monopoly and they're gouging our fans for ticket prices. Like, does anybody know how that actually came out? Like, how that fight with them actually ended?
0: There, no, there I can't go. say that I know that aspect of it. I got to point to you if you're going to do that, doing a little just general ticket and uh, there's a really, really good episode of. NPR is planet money about that. And like the current state of it. Oh yeah. And like kid rock is actually like really, really smart about how he does his like ticket purchasing and selling and stuff with his fans. Like to say nothing of his particular like brand of music or whether you like it or not. (laughs) Like he's kind of a genius about how he focuses on that to make sure that like everyone can afford tickets um, so I, I'll point you towards that, but no what yeah, I'm dude. very excited to find out about the, the whole Pearl jam fight and the, the ending of that.
1: Well, yeah, especially too, because like, I never knew I like, they were one of those bands that just kind of, uh, I like, I respected, but I never really like loved Nirvana was my jam. And I, w- I was like, these are my guys I'm sticking with them. And they, and like Nirvana and Pearl jam kind of had like this feud. So like, I felt like you couldn't like both. So I never really got into Pearl Jam, but I've always appreciated them. And the more and more I read up on them and the more I listen to them, the more I'm just like, fuck, these guys are really good. And like Eddie Vedder is kind of a trendsetter. Like they stopped doing music videos. I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast because he believes that like when people do music videos, that forces you to um, like picture exactly what the music video or what the music is about. He's like, and for music, for him, it's about letting somebody listen and picture it in their own mind and come up with their own Um images of what they see when they hear the music. And I was like, damn, dude, that's wow. I respect like, that. Yeah, yeah I, wow. I do. I do too. So like, there, it's gonna be one of those bands. Everybody that I've talked about on uh, Stop Me If You Heard This up to this point has been a band that I really enjoy. Pearl Jam is one that I respect and I like a few of their songs a lot, but none of them that I like love. So this is more like almost like research for me where it's going to be like, I'm not a big fan, but I sure shit am now because these guys are awesome kind of thing.
0: It's probably a good way to branch out too, though, because I mean, there's some bands that you've talked about in the past where I was kind of like, eh, whatever, Tom Petty, eh, whatever. Um, But, you know, just hearing you talk about it and learning about them, you're right. You do start to get a newer appreciation that you didn't have before.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, I take that back. Bowie. I was never a huge do- David Bowie fan. Like I was, David Bowie was just one of those people that like he he automatically garnered respect because he's David Bowie, you know, but then listening to his music and realizing like what a lot of it was about. But then that last album, Black Star, as essentially like he wrote his own eulogy before he died. I was like, what the fuck? Like I was blown <laughs> away and I listened to it and I was like, this is amazing. I was like, how did he do this? Like he literally, like he... He knew he was sick he knew he was dying and the album managed to release the the week before he died and it was just like how how did this guy do like it was just incredible like he was just on a whole nother level and like if if anything like that's all i want this to be and i just want people to kind of understand some of this stuff and like you know me i like running my mouth talking about shit so like a a chance to do that and then also share some pretty awesome stories is like that's like the best of both worlds in my opinion yeah man yeah so maybe i'll do as both. a fan,
0: as a listener as a fan even though i'm yeah. you know on this side of the curtain for the other ggr stuff like listening to your podcast as a fan man like i wish there were more of them because they're very good
1: i wish i had more time steve <laughs>
0: like <laughs> yeah and like M- mc i know he could
1: attest to that too because like dude if only we didn't have to work you know like if only we were just like billionaires like how great would that be i'd be popping out stop me if you heard this and Mike on the mic on a regular basis but Absolutely. I got this pe- I got this pesky job in the way like <laughs> but thanks to all of you um Steve um MC thank you guys for for being part of this podcast uh James Rambo uh TK Walker um Benjamin Shapiro uh Chelsea House we've got uh Russ who goes by um the opaque senator i mean all of our new writers man thank you guys all so much for being part of this team but also all you listeners all you readers thank you guys for being part of this journey that we're taking my name is mike Lunsford and don't be a juice bag
2: my lips are shaking
0: Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, GreatDeepRefuge.com
2: for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production. Juice Bags.
0: <laughs> yeah, boy!